as entrepreneurs, we are so excited about building great businesses. We're oftentimes though, really technicians. We kind of got into this not knowing the success we have. We're, we're great at doing what we do, whether it's widgets, professional services. But as we start scaling up, all of a sudden now we need more people. We need to provide leadership. We have to inspire our team and our team has to inspire our other employees. We're not always well prepared. Today, I've got an unbelievable, remarkable guest. He's an international best-selling author uh, on leadership. I mean, really on customer experience, on how to build a great business. I mean, one of his books, you know, sold over a million sex copies. And he has dedicated his life to helping fellow entrepreneurs really provide that leadership and pump up their productivity and profit. Stay tuned. You're going to be inspired and have some real key actions to take so you can do it too. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Mark Sandburn, I am so excited to have you here. We have a good mutual friend, Bill Bacharach, that introduced us, but I've had the privilege of reading some of your books, watching your videos, following you, but this is the first time at least meeting you live, not quite in person, virtually here. So thank you for joining us, Mark. Oh, my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. Well, you have inspired, you know, I was going to say thousands, but really millions of um, individuals and entrepreneurs to really accelerate their success. And that's what we do here at AES Nation. And when Bill told me that you guys are good friends, you're on a, uh, one of the top speaker roundtable together, and he would introduce, I said, oh, Bill, need to meet you, meet Mark, and get him on our show. And Mark, before we go into you know, how they're going to pump up their productivity and their profit, because every entrepreneur loves this, why don't you give us a little bit of backstory? How did you become so passionate and really dedicate your life to this? I got interested in public speaking at a very young age. At the age of 10, I entered my first contest and did so badly and was so mortified that I decided I was going to invest uh, the time and effort to become a good public speaker. And the reason that's relevant is because it was through speaking that I got interested in leadership because the ability to communicate effectively, whether one-on-one -on -one or in, in print or in a presentation, is so critical for successful leadership that it was kind of a natural evolution. And I now today believe that you know leadership doesn't just make a difference. It makes the difference. It makes the difference for an organization. It makes the difference for a community, for a nation. It makes the difference uh, in your home. And so these principles of leadership, which I developed both uh, during college and after college as a sales and marketing executive in the publishing industry, these are principles that are transferable. You know, they don't just apply to your entrepreneurial efforts. They don't just apply to your personal life. The application changes a bit, but these principles apply to everything that you do. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, I, and I know you've been out there, you're traveling the world sharing this message, and I feel really privileged to have you with us. And you know, Mark, let's, let's get into action because uh, we've got all these entrepreneurs. You know, we've got several thousand of our friends listening to us here today or watching us on the video podcast. And what I'd like to do is really dive into 
some of the key lessons that you've learned as you've helped. I mean, I, I, was, I looked at your website, and I think you said you had over 2,400 uh, clients along the way. You know, some of the top firms have you've had the privilege of working with. And, you know, it's one thing that you're, you're not only sharing your insights, but you're learning what really works. So I, I want to hear what works. Well, I advise leaders at all levels, and I've, I've learned a lot both through my own experience and vicariously through the experiences of my, my clients. And since today we're going to focus on boosting productivity and profits, I want to focus on that slice of the leadership pie because there's a lot we could talk about. But the first thing I want to challenge listeners and, and those that are watching this show to do is to simplify their business. I'm a big fan of Occam's Razor. Now, Occam was a theologian and, believe it or not, a scholastic philosopher that lived over 600 years ago. But many of you will be familiar with his famous saying, which is, make things as simple as possible, but no simpler. And what he was saying is simplistic is an oversimplification of something, and it, it doesn't serve us well. But if we can cut through as much unnecessary complexity as we can, and really boil it down to the five or six, what I call, irreducible minimums that give you most of your results and most of your profits in your business, uh, you won't be uh, distracted and led astray chasing uh, rabbits of little value down uh, rabbit trails. So I think the first key is to simplify your business and your business model to know essentially what are the five or six things you could do or should do every day that would give you the biggest payback on your investment of time and expertise. And that would include, by the way, your team to make sure that they're focused on what really matters and that they're not distracted by time and energy wasting activities. Now, I, I see this so often, you know, as, as we go ahead and, you know, Mark, we're, we're looking at, you know, building up our businesses and, and, you know, initially as entrepreneurs, we're, you know, we're, it's simple because we're ignorant <laughs> type thing. And then as we get doing things and opportunities come, we make it so complicated. And I always like to think of it as getting on the right side of complexity, that level of simple. And, it, and that, that's just so important. No, that's great. And, and, and that's one I think all of us as entrepreneurs, you know, need to take heart. And, and it's an ongoing battle because things get more complicated quickly. Well, there's enough complexity in the world without us adding unnecessarily to it. And I think that clarity gives you the power to move quickly and boldly and effectively because once you know what's truly important, then you can focus on those things. Uh, distraction is probably one of the number one killers of business success in, in any arena. And, and that's the idea that you've got to do everything equally well. It's, it's a, a also a form of perfectionism, when in reality there are some things that you need not do at all, some things you need to do and get done, but a very few things you need to do very, very well. Mark, how do you get clarity? I mean, you know, you, 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 you want to serve, you want to be a hero to this group, and you, you want to really take great care of them. And but there's all these things going on and we can, you know, include everything in the kitchen sink. You know, we've got all these business issues. How, how do we identify those key drivers, you know, that we should focus on? In my book, You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader, I talk about an exercise and it really involves three steps. It's, it's simple to say, but very difficult to do. But if you do it, if you invest the time, it'll pay back great dividends. Number one, think of the 188 different things you do every day. And we all have long lists of things that we do. 
but, um, but a majority of them don't really matter nor count. And identify your six to eight, what I call MVP activities, and that stands for most valuable and profitable. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I alluded to earlier that give you your biggest payback on your investment of time and expertise. It can take you several days to really boil it down because you're going to have a lot of different activities competing for that, those top spots. And the number six to eight is not a magic number. In my own business, I'm down to four. That doesn't mean I only do four things, but it means I know there are four things that give me the, the biggest payback. The second step is once you know what those MVP activities are, is to schedule 60 to 80% of every day to do them. Therein is the rub. We often know what we should do, but we don't do them. And the reason we don't do them is we don't schedule them. You know, if you had an important person you were meeting with, you'd make an appointment. In the same way, if there are some key drivers of your business, you need to block time on your calendar, not to take interruptions from email or, or the phone or drop-by visitors or those that want to socialize. You've still got 20 to 40% of your day to deal with those distractions and things that you don't completely control. But if you could spend 60 to 80% of every day on those key activities, you'd be laser focused and you'd see your productivity and the resulting profits jump. The third step is to ask each of the people on your team to put together a list. And then before you sit down with them to look at their list, if, if you're the leader, you're the entrepreneur, the president, the CEO, you need to do a list for each of the people that you directly lead. Because you want to compare lists. You want to make sure that you leave that meeting and the employee or the team member leaves that meeting very clear on what should be done and what you both value. It can be very frightening to know that an employee might be spending a great deal of time on something you don't even want them to be doing. That there might be something in their six to eight or ten activities that shouldn't be there. And until you kind of compare the score or the sheet music, if you will, you won't know if people are playing the tune correctly. No, I love it. I mean, what I find, you know, I'm thinking simplification, clarification, and and really involving the team. I, I, I got to tell you, Mark, I know I'm, I'm probably not that different than many entrepreneurs, at least in my early stage. You know, I try to take it all on myself and doing this. And we now, as a team, we, we, we have, we're not quite as efficient as you. We, we have five, the big five that we focus on. And, and boy, everybody knows. And those are the ones that if any of us get off track, they remind. And the, the biggest danger of getting off track is me. Uh, and they're, you know, they're good at scheduling my time to make sure I'm staying focused on that, too. So that, that's great. Not, let, let me interject something because I think it's so important and it's related to pumping productivity and profits. There's only two ways to grow any business in the world. Grow yourself and grow your team. When you increase your skill set, when you clarify your focus, when you schedule key activities and you get your team members to do the same, growth is inevitable. The problem is most leaders do everything pretty well except growing themselves and their team. Nobody grows accidentally. It requires intentionality, it requires a plan, it requires effort. And if you and your team aren't smarter at the end of the year than you were at the beginning of the year, you're missing one of the biggest challenges and the most important challenges of leadership. Because if people are growing in their skills and capabilities, and then they're focused on doing the right things, growth is inevitable. Well, and it's, it's not only that, Mark, what I've seen too, and I, I, I mean, totally, I didn't do that in the beginning of my career as much, now I do. They love it. I mean, people love bigger challenges. They love moving up and they now have the skills and capabilities to do that. And 
what I was like is they're trying to create the bigger pie f for the entrepreneur. I mean, you know, what what more could we ever ask for for our team of delivering more value for the clients? We're, we're, as we deliver more value, as they do well, we get to do extremely well. It's a very leveraged part. So that's that's really powerful. So as as we're doing this, what else should we be doing to pump up productivity and profit? I think all entrepreneurs need to be continually growing their value proposition. Uh, regrettably, a lot of entrepreneurs begin with a very good idea. They develop the idea. They, they develop a distribution system for the idea, and they think that uh, they can just keep selling that product or service or experience over and over and over. The problem is, is all your competition continues to grow their value proposition. Upstarts continue to bring new value to the marketplace. And so value should be dynamic, not static. You can't rest on your laurels very long. And that means at least once a, a quarter, if not more frequently, maybe even once a month, you need to sit down with your team and look at the things you can do that will add value that your target audience, your customer, your prospect values. That's another mistake, and I don't want to go a, a too far afield here, but adding something to your product or service mix that isn't valued is a waste of your time and energy. It's got to be something that the customer finds valuable. And if you can continue to look for ways to tweak what you do and add value on a regular basis, as you continue to grow your value proposition, two things will happen. Number one, you'll stay ahead of those who aren't growing their value proposition. And number two, those customers who have done business with you in the past will always have a reason to come back and consider doing business again because you're continually fine-tuning and increasing the value that you offer in the delivery of your products and services. No, I see that all the time. And we're always trying to raise the bar, and it's really the value proposition that we're delivering. And what I see is that, you know, you don't have to worry about the competition as you do that. If you can listen to your clients, your customers, what they're looking for, and find those things, oftentimes you can add value, you know, one or two things in the course of a year, that are not that expensive to do, that you're uniquely positioned to do, that can you know, differentiate you and make you more distinct from the competition. And it's just, it's a, a really powerful process, Mark, that you well, have. In, in my book, The Fred Factor, I say the goal is to outthink your competition, not to outspend them. Uh, as you grow your business and, and you have more uh, revenue, there's a tendency to throw money at problems. And you go from being a bootstrap entrepreneur that's very powerful and creative to a bureaucratic dinosaur organization that uses money to make money. Uh, if you can replace money with imagination, uh, if you can replace capital with creativity, that's the best way to grow your value proposition. Well, and that comes really together with what you were talking about growing your team and yourself. I mean, this is that's where innovation comes about, I, I've found, is that you know, working both internally and externally, you know, probably not that different, Mark, than your speaker roundtable. I'm in mastermind groups. The AESNation.com is really a virtual mastermind. And, you know, hearing ideas like what you're sharing today, getting involved with those that resonate and taking action, that's how, you know, we just see that acceleration happen. That's true. You've got to be, uh, open to new and uh, stimulating ideas and the best way to do that is to remind is to uh, surround yourself with like-minded people as you mentioned masterminds and collegial groups uh, of people who are at least as good or better than you are so that you're you're not just uh, reinventing the wheel or rehashing what you already know 
it's always important that there are people in any group that you participate in that will stretch you and your thinking or else you will be able to contribute a lot to those beneath you, but you won't be able to grow your own business. Well, I mean, so, I mean, they, these are some great recommendations. I mean, you know, uh, I always like, I've got a few businesses. I always like pumping up productivity and I like profit even more when we're serving our clients and delivering value. Is there anything else that you're seeing out there that is really driving the success of these fellow entrepreneurs? I think one of the biggest tips I could give you today is that I think there's been a paradigm shift. I think there's been a, a very significant shift in, in professional selling. In the past, if you promised value, someone who believed you would agree to buy on the promise of receiving value after they purchased. I think increasingly today, to be successful, you've got to prove value before people make a buying decision. I think one of the reasons why people involved in intellectual property, whether they're authors or speakers or consultants or coaches, why they make such good, rich information available for free online is that it lets people know that if you enjoy this information, then the information that you could have access to if you invested in our, our product or our book or our webinar, that's even going to be more valuable. And that's what I call delivering value to prove value. You don't just ask people to take a flyer and take your word for it, but you demonstrate to them in some way that they've already gotten value before they even sign the contract. And if you can do that, you'll always have a competitive advantage over those that simply promise to deliver value but don't prove it. No, and I, I see, and you know, I'm going to go at the end, I want to go to your website, Mark, because you guys have delivered tremendous value. And you and and I do the same in all our businesses. What I've I, I found is that People, uh, when they're searching for your product or solution, they don't call you right away. You know, in the, the old days, what happened is they would call us and we'd provide them information and they'd do some research or, you know, a classic auto dealer. We would all go to the dealership first, you know, drive a few cars, get all the brochures and then make a decision. The, the last car I bought, I bought an SUV, a BMW uh, SUV for my wife. Um, I never went to a dealership. I you know did the research and then went through a concierge service. They and the dealership just dropped it off, and I signed the paperwork electronically. And and it, it's moving more and more toward that. So you know the the concept we have is this you know we call it the free line. You got to give about ninety percent of the intellectual property out there, and then really the services you're doing is you help them through whatever it is you do that final part, but they can make that judgment. And I see in everything you're doing, you're providing some really valuable content to let people know. Well, John, you're describing a, a concept of tire kicking. In the old days, as you referenced, we used to get frustrated when someone came in and looked around and didn't buy anything. But what we forget is when somebody comes in to look around, at least you've got them in the physical proximity that you're in. Today, so much tire kicking is done virtually. Like you said, you didn't have to go to a BMW dealership. And by the way, research is very, very clear that, uh, that uh, more people, the vast majority of people, have background in a product before they go into the store to buy it. And so today, the, the, the tire kicking is done virtually, which means that unless you have a way to capture that person's uh, information online, you won't have the, the opportunity to, to make the sale until they've pretty much made up their mind they want to do business with you. No, and, and, and that's such a dynamic change, and it's easy for us as entrepreneurs. You know, we, there's always that thought if we build a bigger or better mousetrap that people are going to come to us. And, 
you know, they're going to have to order from us. Well, in today's world, I, I live in Silicon Valley. You're in, uh, I think you're in Denver, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, you know, in every major city, there's a hotbed of a lot of competitors. And, you know, if you can build something, somebody else can build it there. You know, you need to be able to start that conversation virtually, provide the information, and then have that ability to get them to raise their hand to explore with you working together. Hey, Mark, what are you seeing? Anything else before we go into some of the other sections that you want to uh, mention on the pump up productivity and profit? You know, I would say that it's very important, uh, and this is an idea that um, my friend John Bledsoe, a very successful uh, financial consultant, and I uh, talked about recently. You know, I talk about the importance of relationship building, and certainly with a big ticket item or uh, an ongoing uh, service, that relationship building is key. But I increasingly have come to believe that we do a lot of relationship building with our team members, but with customers or prospects, it's about connection. When somebody decides to buy from us, they're not going to come over on Christmas and have a Christmas dinner at our home. We may occasionally develop some really deep and meaningful friendships from our, our customer base. But by and large, a connection is a, a relationship in miniature. It's about the quality of, of the interaction that you have in the process of doing business. And I think that we, we can never be too attentive to those connections. I recently uh, was doing a blog. I, I do a blog with four other of my colleagues called the Five Friends Blog. And we did something a little differently where we talked about our favorite restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, our favorite mm -hmm. restaurant, uh, one category was a restaurant that was a chain that you could eat at almost anywhere. And I had planned to write about a, a chain restaurant that I liked. Just coincidentally, I'd already written them into the blog when I had a pretty horrendous service failure experience. And it wasn't even the service failure. It was how they responded after the fact that I just pulled them from the blog and inserted a different restaurant. Uh, you know, they didn't manage that connection. I gave them a chance to make it right. I gave them a chance to reestablish the, the connection, and they ignored it. And they'll probably never realize, and it certainly isn't going to drive them out of business, at least my uh, dropping them from my blog. But if you multiply that times dozens or hundreds of customers, over time it really does eat into the bottom line. You can't afford to be a cavalier or loosey-goosey with a, a connection because you're just not, you know, you're too busy to, to give it the attention that it needs. And I see that over and over again. We're really good at data here and, and we look at, and you know, I have the privilege of coaching some top financial advisors, and we, we coach them to have as many as 50 kind of multiplier connections, if you will. And, and we track, and we, we see you know, from our top group of uh, connectors who would write us up in their blog, uh, that generates over half of our new business. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, you were kind enough to just take them off the blog. Uh, if you had written in how bad the experience was, that would have been probably a more popular <laughs> blog by everybody other than uh, the, the restaurant chain. And, and it's just, you know, we don't realize how bad this can hurt us or how much it can help us until, and this is why it's got to be a focus activity for every entrepreneur. Well, there's, there's two things that can help or hurt you. That is word of mouth and word of mouse because uh, it's very powerful with social media to post something negative or something positive and have a lot of people exposed to that information. Now, let's, let's go in. Um, let me go from this. I mean, these are great. I want to come back to them on the takeaways because I, I think 
these are the kind of checklists that we as entrepreneurs need to have. And I, I would go to AESNation.com, get the transcript as well after watching this and check off each of these to make sure you're doing them because this is, you know, this is things that we all need to do. Sometimes there's just ideas we're floating around. These are now action steps we need to do. But Mark, what I'd like to do is go to the next segment. And this is the book of the day. And you know, one of the things, when I've got best-selling authors, I tell them they can't recommend someone else's book. I wanna go, what do you think for, you know, of all the books you've written, what would be the right book to, to really recommend to our group here? Well, I think my book, You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader, would be relevant, but for purposes of, of specificity, I'm going to suggest that uh, you check out uh, The Encore Effect, How to Give a Remarkable Performance in Anything You Do. Now, it wasn't written just for salespeople. I think salespeople naturally benefit and gravitate to it because of the way it was written, but it's written for anybody about how to take whatever job they do and become indispensable, how, how to become the kind of employee or the kind of, of service provider that your boss or your customer not just wants more of, but demands more of. So I would suggest the Encore Effect, how to give a remarkable performance in anything you do. Well, and let's go to the next segment. And that's great. I haven't read it. I will download it right after. I mean, I love the power of that we can download these things instantaneously in the next flight, read it. But the, uh, uh, I'd like to go, I know you travel, I travel, many of our fellow entrepreneurs travel. And even when they're not traveling, they have their smartphone there. And the next segment is the application of the day. Mark, what's one of the applications that you enjoy using that increases that productivity that you would like to recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? Well, I think leaders and entrepreneurs need to be informed, and that's one of the reasons I like Flipboard. Now, Flipboard's certainly not the only news uh, you know, uh, curation service out there, but the way you can choose topics of interest and the way you can fine-tune the selection and get exposed to a really wide bandwidth of information makes it very appealing to me. I like the, uh, I like the format you can scroll through or, or literally flip through uh, story by story, hence the term flipboard. And a lot of uh, high-level CEOs and execs I know use that as a, a primary way to get their news on uh, just the major uh, issues of the day, as well as those specific uh, areas of interest. Yeah, it's it's such a great tool to kind of, I mean, I'm moving my finger across the screen here, kind of, because uh, you, know, you just sit there and it's very visual. It goes over all the uh, major stories of the day. And you, I mean, you can even insert your Facebook and some of the, you can have different areas you follow that you're interested in. Now, Mark, one of the things that I, I told people we would go to, and I, and I want to do this is the next segment, which is resources. And you have an extremely rich uh, website. Why don't you uh, share uh, what we have there? Let me pull it up here real quick. Well, I call MarkSanborn.com the mothership because it's it's really the portal to my blog, all my social media, my my writing as soon as it comes out, uh, as well as the other resources that we offer in our store. I would say at the very least, uh, I blog on a weekly basis. Some weeks I blog twice a week. I can uh, I also uh, blog with my other four friends, Joe Calloway, 
Larry Wingett, Scott McCain, and Randy Pennington. That's the five friends blog when you include me uh, that I was talking about. So start with my blog. Uh, I would also uh, encourage people, if you want to invest in training resources for your team, I have two DVD-based training resources around the Fred Factor. That was my best-selling book, How uh, Passion in Your Work and Life Can Turn Ordinary into Extraordinary. And the other uh, DVD-based training resource of many on our website would be You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. And it's designed so that anyone can facilitate those two courses. They're created to be uh, uh, modules that are delivered in a, in a staff meeting or in a training environment. Uh, you don't need to be a professional speaker or facilitator to effectively use those to grow yourself and grow your people. Now, Mark, if somebody wants to engage you either as a speaker or um, consulting, you know, how would they reach out to you for that? Well, it's very easy. The, all of our contact information is at our, our website, and uh, my email is just mark at marksanborn.com. So uh, all of the information, uh, it, it phone numbers, uh, my agent's name and phone number are at marksanborn.com. But if someone would like to reach out to me directly, mark at marksanborn.com. Now, one of the things that uh, I am always find it entertaining, you know, of high-profile individuals like yourself, how simple we make it to contact each other. And I, I was with one of the top publishers in the world, and he goes, John, let me give you my private uh, email and phone number. Well, the, the phone number was private, but the email was, you know, Steve at, and I'll just leave it at that. But it was just, you know, we make it, it's, it's connections are very important. You got to have a reason for connection, but uh, definitely it's not that hard to find each other and how to connect with today's world. L let me go to the last section here. And this is key takeaways. And I want to go over these, Mark, because, I mean, you've done a, a great job. I'm going to put it down through my notes. And, and this would be how to, I would recommend, I know I'm going to go over this and really look to see how can I go and simplify things. And what we're talking about here uh, is this checklist as entrepreneurs. Number one, you know, simplify your business. I called it getting on the right side of complexity, but Mark did it much more elegantly and, and really focused on what is important. And we get, as we grow our businesses, we make them too complicated. Focus, he talked about how to get clarity, how to take the 188 or whatever number you have, different things, to really focus down to the six to eight MVPs to schedule the time, that 60 to 80% to make it happen, to go ahead and have intentional growth. Uh, you know, and this is one of the big opportunities we have, and this is why we created AESNation.com, but really there's so many resources out there. We've talked about Mark's resources. He's got some phenomenal videos, training programs, and certainly a keynote. And then what, but it's not just you. You want your whole team to grow with you. And, you, and actually, it'd be better if they grow faster than you so they can help you. Get them involved in identifying what is most important. Growing your value proposition. You have a really successful business. It's so easy to come, become complacent. I can tell you your competitors aren't. Mark gave us some examples of that. Surrounding yourself with talent, with you know, great people, Going ahead, professional selling, we talked about how it's changed. You gotta actually deliver results in advance. Prove value first, and then the relationship versus connections. Mark, uh, this has been extremely valuable. I wanna thank you for taking your time today. Oh, my pleasure, John. It was great to be with you. I hope uh, 
I hope all of your listeners will continue uh, to achieve greater success, lead more effectively, and uh, pump up their productivity and their process. Well, they will if they follow your checklist. So make sure to go back to AESNation.com, download the transcription. Make sure if you're watching it anywhere else to go and sign up on iTunes for the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. And most important of all, go out and execute. Your clients, your future clients, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.